Hello. Hey. <laughs> Here we are again. Thanks for coming on back to the Melody Informant podcast. Please stay, <laughs> because we are getting into just how different boys and girls are. Male cats have that amazing thing where they're kind of walking around going, that's mine. <laughs> we remember the time the cow was set loose from Bedford to Sackville. Probably your first and last rodeo in Bedford ever. (laughs) (laughs) Also, what happens when you get the ick? I can look at guys and be like, I can see why girls don't like him. And we know why we are all the way we are now because of how our parents tortured us with toys in the 80s. Okay, well, that wasn't actually my idea. Thanks for listening. Is that vague enough for you? <laughs> Connecting Halifax with laughs. Uh, well, we hope. We think those are laughs. Melody and Foreman in the morning on Hot Country 103.5. On Cow Watch. <laughs> of course. Uh, there's a headline in our in the news this week. Uh, what is it now? A steer escapes during senior prank, runs loose through Chicago's suburb. Pretty funny story. Like a goof, I said, I yelled out, why is a cow running down the street? And one of the guys driving had his window down. He screeched and said, "Uh, sorry, sir, sometimes things like this happen. And then he drove away. (laughs) Sometimes they do, apparently. Yeah. And here we've been talking about, oh, funny senior pranks, and you did a really lame one. So did I, whatever, at a high school. But uh, thank you very much, uh, Wendy, I believe, who has called us now. Why? So, both of you, correct me if I'm wrong, and I say this affectionately, are come from a ways, like you didn't grow up around here. Yes. Yes. So, that actually happened here. <gasps> what? And you, you can check it out on YouTube, but my hubby's high school class had this happen, and it happened at Charles P. Allen High School, <gasps> and I think it was... A plan to do cow patty bingo. Oh my god! <laughs> and so they like sectioned off the field, and then people bought numbers, and wherever the cow kind of did their transaction would be the winner. Um, and then, unfortunately, the cow took off. And I think there was quite a like the police were involved. It was a it was a day. Like it, it was all over the news, and then I believe they eventually secured the cow somewhere in Lower Sackville. I see the story is described as uh, the student body president went to take the cow off the trailer. She was about five foot two. This was no farm girl. This was in Bedford. She was used to a golden retriever at most, and this was a big old heifer. So they gave her the rope and unhooked the cow, and it starts to come out of the trailer. The crowd went wild. The cow wanted none of it. It took about five seconds for it to bolt. She held on for about 20 feet, longer than I would have. Bet she could have made it. Landed face first, and the rope slid out of her hands, and boom, the cow blew through the crowd and took off through the woods. Greatest moment of high school. Wow. <laughs> Probably your first and last rodeo in Bedford ever. Such <laughs> <laughs> so, a thank you so much, Wendy. And now, yeah, we found uh, on YouTube is the uh, Live at Five A channel or ATV, whatever it was called at yeah. the time, coverage. There was a cow running loose around Bedford this afternoon. How did that happen? Well, the explanation is utterly ridiculous. Uh, Sorry. We'll have it when Live at Five returns. Don't move. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no joke, but have you seen a cow come by here? This no is joke. serious. We've There's lost the cow. The cow. Oh, yeah. 
What's that? Oh my god, this is back there, back there. Back there, back there, back there. <laughs> like they had to, so what was happening there is these this news crew was out in town trying to film a completely different story and got word there's a cow on loose, so obviously you drop everything. Of course I go on a cow chase. You go on the cow chase and they did. It's delightful. We gotta post that everywhere. It's just the oh best. Oh my gosh. This is just Wendy. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> Who's this? Hey guys, it's Austin. Austin! This is Austin. What can we do? Hey! Those things aren't easy to lead around. Like, <laughs> no, that's a full grown thousands of pounds cow. I'm glad you clarified what cow. it was, because when you did the story, I was like, is he saying skier? And he doesn't realize that he's not saying it, that word. A skid steer escaped <laughs> and drove itself away. <laughs> no, I, do, I did that especially uh, for you. You. <laughs> you saw the confusion yeah. in my eyes. <laughs> I knew it was coming. Still definitely funny. I fully support that. Whoever did that prank. That's awesome. Uh, I, uh, I remember the senior class before us at, at my high school did a full-on petting zoo at the front entrance to the school. No. There were chickens. There were llamas. There were pigs. Some of the pigs were intentionally let loose around the school. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Did, you, did someone get in trouble? Yes. <laughs> They always find out who did it. Uh, well, it's pretty obvious. Like, gee, whose truck and trailer is that? Yeah. You know. <laughs> my favorite was our drag class. We uh, shrink wrapped all the teachers' cars. Oh my gosh! Yes. This is, I'm pretty sure we just painted a rock. What? How is that a prank? <laughs> Must have been a pretty big rock. <laughs> That's the saddest prank I've I ever. I went to a Catholic high school, guys. That should have made your pranks worse. <laughs> so much worse. Yeah, I think uh, the entire drag class pulled together like $600 worth of shrink wrap. I didn't know people really did this. I thought this was just an American teen movie thing. No. Well, nope. no, I, we, need to, we need more. I need more. <laughs> I need more from more people. Yeah. More pranks. My prank, we actually, I forget why. But everyone really had it out for the principal that year. And so our class, we decided, and everyone stayed up all night at a kid's house that was near the school and decorated a bunch of beer boxes in tin foil, And then we made them into like it was a jail cell around the front of the school because the, I think the principal wasn't letting us do any fun things all year. So it was like being in a prison. So we made a prison and dressed in stripes. And <laughs> Oh my god. Really, nice. really cool. Finished with some that sort of musical number. Should have. Yeah. yeah. It's a lot of snapping. Yeah. Uh, and now we have Kevin standing by. Kevin! <laughs> What's up? When I was in grade 12, we were the last, they never let anybody do a high school prank after us. We were the last graduating class. <laughs> because we managed to, at the time, our front doors didn't have a bar in the middle of them. And we drove a punch buggy cop car in the middle of the lobby and parked there. Oh, oh, what? Oh, Kevin. Yeah, I'll send I'll send you a picture on Facebook, Melanie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Did you get it back from the evidence locker? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
say our janitor was not all that impressed, especially when it leaked oil all over the floor. <laughs> oh, oh, no. <laughs> and I'm picturing your janitor as the janitor from Hogwarts, too. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. This is a story about my wife, Ashley, <laughs> who uh, is lucky enough to work from home day to day so she can be, you know, out sometimes during the day and can run errands, go to the grocery store. Get fancy coffee. Yeah, go, you know, drive around. Our, our more truck-like SUV than SUV. Mm. Yeah, nice big black truck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wear yogurt pants. Maybe go through a drive-thru. Yeah. Get a nice coffee. Sounds amazing. And when you go through that drive-thru and you're sick of listening to your husband yammering on the radio, you put on your own Spotify playlist. Uh-huh. And you pause that when you get in there to order, uh, and then it's paused while you're pulling up to the window. But then once you open up the Tim Hortons app for them to scan it, apparently it will suddenly unpause that Spotify playlist. Uh-huh. At the same loud volume you were previously <laughs> listening to that playlist at. Yes. And if I've painted enough of a visual for you, <laughs> allow me to complete the picture with what started blaring. Oh, dear. For all the employees and multiple Tim's employees, all, as she claims, all stopped, looked at her, kind of gave each other quick looks. <laughs> She immediately panicked, trying to like hit the button, turn it off. Where's the volume? Oh no, I know exactly how this looks. Oh no. Because there's this lady with this song blaring. And she, I mean, on her, she'll, she loves Eminem. She loves all this 90s, early 2000s rap. It could have been, I don't know if it could have been better or worse. Like, she's got candy shop on this playlist. It's ridiculous. I was going to say, at least it wasn't like, I want to sex you up. <laughs> <laughs> that would have I would have expected that. <laughs> I'm not expecting gangsters paradise. Oh, Ashley. I can just picture. Yeah. Yep. Makes that iced coffee so much better. Yeah. We can't help that this is what's in the headlines this morning. It's tragic, but it's true. Melody Informant. The internet is a breeding ground for freaks. Hot Country 103.5. This is tragically trending, and Disney's live-action Little Mermaid just cannot do right by anyone. After what's already been nearly a year of controversy from Ariel being black instead of the red-headed white woman that she definitely realistically would have been at the bottom of the ocean, to lyrics being changed to include consent, now we have a drugged-out Macaulay Culkin flounder. What? <laughs> At least that's what people are saying flounder oh, looks on. like. Yeah. He looks like a real fish. I know. For the first time ever. Right? Disney released new posters of Ariel, Ursula, King Triton, Prince Eric, Sebastian, Scuttle, Flounder. You can see them on our Facebook. And while ca keyboard cowboys had some thoughts like they usually do, the poster that seemed to inflame the masses the most was the one of Flounder. Because instead of being a round, vivid, yellow and blue fishy with expressive eyes like he was in the movie, he looks like an actual flounder fish. 
Yeah. Some said he looked like if Steve Buscemi was a fish. <laughs> or like if the fish was a washing machine survivor. <laughs> and on that, I will agree, because Flounder does look like he has seen some things and might be ready for the porcelain prince to end it all for him once and for all. But I will once again remind everyone that this movie is based on a fictional cartoon that was based on a very dark fictional fairy tale featuring both suicide and murder. Whoa. And believe it or not, there is, in fact, no such thing as a crobster like Sebastian or an entire species of half-human, half-fish. And in your typical fishy-fish ecosystem, if Sebastian were to find, say, his bestie Flounder lifeless on the seafloor, he wouldn't be sad. He'd have found dinner. And if mermaids did exist and thrive, they'd probably also have to do some ruthless things to their fishy friends in order to survive. I mean, note the fact that all of the women are wearing clamshell bras, the same clams who were just singing under the sea, and there's something really Hannibal Lecter about joyfully frolicking around in the carcass of your choir comrades. So, let's just be happy that Disney didn't go as real as they could, and, you know, celebrate the fact that Ariel still gets her happy ending in the movie. We still get to celebrate a 16-year-old marrying a guy she's only known for four days, leaving her family and friends and life as she's known it with nothing more than a wave, <laughs> while also revealing the existence of merpeople to mankind, which I'm sure had no sinister repercussions following the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I had mentioned that we did sell our house. <gasps> yes, you've sold your house. Yeah. Come on. We did a couple weeks ago, but you know, you, you still got to go through all of this stuff, like the financing and the inspection yeah. and the blah, 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 blah. So I just like, I don't want to jinx us. I mean, I, maybe it kind of am, but it's integral to the point of this conversation uh, because because the inspection was yesterday Okay. and, um, and someone's supposed to take couple hours took longer than that we were back we didn't know what to do neighbors were out we decided to play with our neighbors so we were just playing outside and then the family that has bought our house emerged which is very weird to see people just come out of your house mm. and they have a son and he's the same age as our next door neighbor's son it was almost like like the sharks and the jets like a standoff right away where hey. you're like yeah 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 <laughs> kind of eyeing each other up and then there was a soccer ball on the ground and and the the new house boy said do you play soccer and old house next door neighbor boy said no <laughs> and, then, and then new house boy said do you play basketball because there was a basketball net mm -hmm. right there and next door neighbor boy said yeah <laughs> and then new house boy said you want to play and next door neighbor boy said, sure. <laughs> and then they just started playing basketball together. Wow. And that's how boys make friends. <laughs> how was the game? Very, very competitive. I actually don't know if they will be friends after all. <laughs> This new house boy is kind of like a like a cat who hasn't been neutered yet. <laughs> this ball's mine. That net's mine. Your driveway's mine. Male cats have that amazing thing where they're kind of walking around going, "That's mine." <laughs> mine. Yeah, I like that too. <laughs> Well, uh, Kayla, thank you for giving us a call here in our uh, Domino's Talking Text Line. You have two boys. I do. One is 13 and one is just about to turn eight. Okay, so right basically sandwiching the age that I'm talking about, which is 10. Mm. Yeah, it's a fun age. <laughs> Ken, how well do they make new friends? My oldest one 
is pretty shy, so he's had his friend group that he's gone up with since grade primary, and he he doesn't like to make any more. (laughs) And then my eight-year-old would make friends with a chair. (laughs) Sounds like my daughter. Right. Yes, but he's not not as talkative as the girls. They have a set way to make friends. (laughs) And is it basically like what I just detailed, the, hey... Yeah. Yes. Sure. Just like looking at each other and then mm, sussing out the vibe, mm-hmm. you know? sizing each other up. Exactly. Exactly. Can I take you? Hmm, maybe. Maybe. Maybe we should play then. I guess that's it. There must be some sort of like biological thing. Like once puberty sets in, you want to beat up every other kid. <laughs> exactly. Just best friends though <laughs> yeah, yeah and then they become buddies but if they had yeah. been girls if it had been girls that had that exact interaction you would just assume she hates me she hates me exactly yeah it's mm-hmm. just exactly so funny. And uh, girls are so different than boys i have a girl too but she's only she'll be three soon but already the difference is crazy i think if this was if this scenario these two kids moving in next door were two like 12 year old girls I don't think I don't know if they would have played basketball against each other, but one would have snuck out in the middle of the night and like deflated the basketball, <laughs> knocked the net oh, over. Oh, you like basketball? Not anymore. <laughs> Come out the next morning. I don't know what happened. Wasn't me. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's really funny about you saying that? Is you that, did that. No, no, no. <laughs> Lily, Lily didn't want to give uh, the marbles back that she was. So the other girl that lives next door is the same age as Lily. And they were playing yep. marbles. And she didn't want to give the marbles back. So she, she took one. And she ran behind the house. And she hid it. And then she came back. And she said, Oh, it looks like you lost some of your marbles. I don't know where they oh, no. I don't know where they went. She did that exact thing. Like I don't know what happened. <laughs> oh my goodness. That was just her own game. She was just being the Easter bunny. <laughs> Maybe boys and girls aren't so different after all. <laughs> yeah, there becomes a certain age where as soon as they get around teenagers, around the teenage age, yeah, they all become the same. Different means to the same end. Yeah. And by they yeah. all become the same, you mean they all just become jerks, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's it. And if you don't think your kid is a jerk, well, then you're in denial. <laughs> Ed Sheeran. Yes. Now, he's in court this week already, being sued by one of the co-writers of Marvin Gaye's classic, Let's Get It On, for copyright infringement. How good is this song? Best. One of the best. Yes. Well, they think it's the same as this song. When your legs don't work like they used to before. And I can't sweep you off of your feet. Ed had to perform it on the stand yesterday in court. Well, I imagine being the jury for that uh-huh. that case. <laughs> then he also revealed how he hadn't heard the Marvin Gaye song since he watched Austin Powers. <laughs> That's that is what I automatically think of when I hear that song now. Yeah. Yeah. So we we have put them together. Brienne, uh, our intern from NSCC, is here again this morning. Uh, and they are similar. Yes. When your legs don't work like they used to before. 
And I can't sweep you up Brianne, this is probably the first time you got you were hearing this in your yeah. headphones the first time. What do you think? Will your mouth still remember the taste I definitely of can see that people think it's similar, but also like Ed Sheeran has his way, like his own way of doing it. And I feel like the melody is a bit different as well. Yeah, I just so, yes, they but fit musically, together, but like like, a, like a puzzle piece. But I don't think that they are the same puzzle piece. They are just yeah, yeah, complementing. Yeah. Okay, well then, uh, in the next exhibit, possibly Ed Sheeran's <laughs> next trial, according to Melody's mom, Lolly, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> maybe yes. he can recoup the money he may lose to Marvin Gaye's co-writers. My mom is insisting that Ed should be sh- uh, suing. Brett Young as a matter of principle. Okay, here's the Ed Sheeran song in our courtroom. Cause we were just kids when we fell in love, not knowing what it was. Great song. I will <laughs> not Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know what? You may love it. Oh, even harmonize. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, should have looked up the words first. <laughs> okay, then exhibit B in our own trial of Ed Sheeran is Brett Young's You Didn't. There's nothing I could say to make you I mean, it's that same three-quarter time feel, but yeah. it's much slower. I Different imagine key. elementary school dance, saving yeah. some room for the Holy Spirit <laughs> mm-hmm. while you slow dance with your Except crush. this song's very sad. Yes. So, <laughs> I fell in love and you didn't. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Brienne, what's your take so far on those two songs? I think they sound very similar. Really? Yeah. Like as similar as the last two? As the Marvin Gaye and the other Ed Sheeran song? Oh, no, that one definitely sounds more similar. But, the, yeah, I can definitely see that this they're they're saying it's similar. And I, I think I'm agreeing with Mel's mom. Is, is <laughs> similarity, though, sue-worthy? No, no, I mean, there's only so many notes you it's can play. It's all been done. Right? The piano only has 88 keys. You can't invent new ones. Exactly. I, every chord that can possibly be created has been created. Exactly. Yes. But... With a little more manipulation than the other two, the Ed Sheeran and Marvin Gaye songs, here they are together. Now, now what are we thinking? I mean, I'm I'm still firmly in the corner of Ed doesn't need to sue this guy. I think he's doing okay. <laughs> Pretty sure he hasn't even heard of Brett Young. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do when everyone you've uh, dated from your online profile says you just gave me the ick? Well, you message us, Melody and Foreman. Yes, and we uh, normally have Nova Scotia's only matchmaker, Geneva Dickey, from the Book of Love Canada on right now, Wednesdays at this time. Mm-hmm. But while she's off this week in her place, speed dating host, Brittany, is here to help. It's a quarter after eight. And Geneva is our date. And, and we need you now. We're knocking on your door. Let us in, cause it's time.
Ava, single male, 32 here. I have been on stupid online dating for over two years. I have yet to get on a second date with anyone I've met on there. The last time I got ghosted after the first date, I texted her asking what I did wrong. She was brutally honest and said I gave her the ick. Mm. What the heck is the ick? What did I do? Do I just give all these girls the ick and I don't know it? What should I do, Geneva? I mean, yes, you <sighs> obviously do give them that. No, not necessarily. <gasps> no, one person's ick is another person's... Hmm. <laughs> I, I don't think you can help if you give someone the ick, because I don't think it's to do with you. It's their their perception of you. It's, yeah, the, the eye of the beholder, basically. They, mm -hmm. they are the ones that get the feeling. It's not that you give it off. I don't think I've encountered anyone uh, that I've dated or, or tried to date that's given me the ick. Other people in life generally do. <laughs> Most people. Well, most people. There's just, you know, sometimes <laughs> any random person you can say, like, mm, something's, something's up with them. Yeah. I don't like you. There's yeah. some, every once in a while you find someone like that. But on the other side, I've never been told that I give anyone the ick. Doesn't mean you haven't given someone the ick. You just <laughs> haven't been told. I, I, had, I, had a, I had a fella that I was talking to on the phone for months. And we knew each other from high school, so I knew this guy. Yeah. And we had planned to meet up in a city and and thinking this was going to be like the love story of my life. Because so you didn't live in the same town? No, we didn't live in the same town. He flew to come visit oh, me. Oh, wow, yes. that's, a, that's a commitment. Well, yeah, but we'd been talking for months and we knew each other from the time we were 15. And something, I don't know what, but when he got off the plane and I picked him up and I, I just, something as soon as he was in my physical vicinity, I got the ick. You're like, nope. I nope. immediately was like, nope, not happening. Wow. And I mean, I hoped that over the weekend I would feel differently, but I didn't. The ick never went away. Wow. And that was it. Well, Brittany, uh, thank you for being on with us this morning uh, in for Geneva. I mean, you you must have some experience in this area. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be on here with you guys. <laughs> We're excited to have you. I mean, you're normally you you handle all the speed dating events for Ooh, the Book of Love Canada. You see a lot of ick. And yes. there's got to be a lot of this going on. <laughs> I think so. I think there might be, yes. This is something that can really break a potential match. It's basically that cringy feeling you get when you're interested in someone and then all of a sudden they do something or something happens. And then you just get that feeling and the romantic connection is just dead at that point. Yeah. Have you experienced this yourself? Oh, my goodness. Absolutely. <laughs> um, I've experienced the ick so much. I think the biggest one for me personally, and again, the ick is very personal from person to person. Yes. But just because one person feels that way doesn't mean everyone's going to feel See, that way. I told you, one person's ick is another person's... Mm. No, I don't know about absolutely. that. When you said that, I was like, absolutely. That is so <laughs> accurate. I don't know. <laughs> But go on. <laughs> <laughs> so for me personally, it's the way people treat the servers when we're out on a date or just like out with the general public. It's how they're treating others that we're interacting with. If they're rude or anything like that, it's just an automatic, nah, I got to get out of this. I shared this, I think, the last time we had Geneva on about how my, on our first date, my husband 
was calling it sashimi instead of sashimi. And I think he had a little on his face. And it was something that would have given me the ick with any other man, but it didn't with him. And that's how I was like, I guess I love him. Oh my goodness. You know, but that would have given me the ick because that kind of thing has given me the ick in the past. Can everyone hear Mm -hmm. my eyes rolling? (laughs) (laughs) I'm giving fun that in the would ick give you right the ick. Oh. W- you can't help what gives you the ick. It's that just- gives me the ick. <laughs> right. I just don't know how you bounce back from that if someone's told you that. I, I feel like I would just be so. It would get you down. I'd be self-conscious. Yeah. What am I doing? Yeah, I think saying that to someone is probably not the best way to end it, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I would probably just say, we're not a romantic fit, I'm so sorry, like, you're a great person, and then move on that way, rather than telling them they really (laughs) did something that turned you off. (laughs) Yeah, I'd say the ick is a new term. Yeah. For what has always kind of just meant, like, I just didn't feel a spark. Absolutely. That's a good, uh, that's a nicer way of putting it. It's not as uh, honest. Like, obviously this guy's going to be down on himself. Now here he is writing to us, right? I mean, what is, where does he go from here? He doesn't want to be that guy giving people the ick factor. And she's also blaming him when really it's just that she wasn't feeling it. Exactly. So it's the, it's the not, it's not you, it's me. Yes! (laughs) Yeah. No one wants to hear that either. Because it's bullshit. Better to hear it at the beginning than dragging something on. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> well, Scotty sent us a message, and thank you very much. Uh, it says, uh, my mom told me that ick stands for intelligent, cute, and kind. Sometimes <laughs> our stars shine too brightly for others. <laughs> There you go. (laughs) We also have a text from Thorn that said everything was good. And then I went to her house and then that's when I got the ick. It was a disaster. Oh, so I think I do think that a lot of times the ick can be related to once once things are possibly intimate, because that's when your like internal red flags go off that you think, oh, I'm not comfortable with this. And then you just realize, oh, yeah, I got the ick. Mm hmm. Okay, so Jared, you just texted us and you said, sadly, everything gives girls the ick nowadays. I mean, I seen this meme the other day and it was so true because it was like this side-by-side picture of like a girl being like, I need this, 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 and this. And then it was like a boy looking at a girl at McDonald's and he was like, I'm in love. Because like guys, they don't really look for like material things in girls. They're like, they just look for either like beautiful face or beautiful heart, like that's what it seems, but, yeah, I don't know. Just from my experience personally, like, it seems like even I gave a lot of girls the ick just for being, like, me. But, like, my new girlfriend, like, loves me a thousand times more, like, because of me. So, like, it's just weird because more girls seem to get the ick from everything else, but you'll eventually find that one person, <laughs> you know? Hmm. Do you, do you have any thoughts that maybe you might be slightly overgeneralizing at all? <laughs> oh, yeah, like I'm generalizing, but like, you know, people people generalize mostly when they're talking about things like this. Although you do bring up a good point, because I've never heard a guy say he got the ick. And now I am wondering if this is just something that females say. When it's a guy-girl situation. So. Yeah, when it's a guy-girl. Well, not even necessarily. I, I mean, I've just generally never heard a gentleman say that at all, but I have heard many women say that 
just in general, regardless of who they're talking about. I would say, I would say that you pro like if you're looking for other guys, but uh, like you probably find the ick from other guys no matter what. <laughs> As a guy. Oh, just like guys give off the ick in general. I Probably. Oh, honestly, yeah, that's kind of true. Like, I can look at guys and be like, I can see why girls don't like him. Mm-hmm. Like, he's kind of weird. Like, yeah. like, my old roommate, like, low-key, he was like, he gave me the ick. Like, I could see why the girls never stayed. Like, I understood. Yeah, I. you know what? I think it's just one of those terms that women are more comfortable using, yeah. right? Like, it's just part of our vocabulary now where guys feel a little weird saying it. Yeah, I recall this last season of The Bachelor hearing some contestants use it. And I thought, okay, well, now it's part of it's right. part of pop culture vernacular. And that's a normal, healthy way to date. Is Using one the person as an to example? dating 30 people at the same time <laughs> who nothing, have to live together. Nothing wrong with no. it at all. Um, we actually got a text from Courtney that said, My sister-in-law was dating a man eight years older. She brought him home to meet the family. He gave our entire family the ick. Mm. Rude, lazy, superiority complex, didn't join her when doing things she enjoyed, but expected her to join him when he wanted to do something. Mm. Yeah, she said, even my sweet, sweet mother-in-law, who loves everyone, had the ick. So is there anything, this guy who's written to us, is there anything he can do or change about how he's going about these dates to get over this? I don't think so. You know, I think it all comes down to, again, the one person's ick is another person's yum. Like, you shouldn't change who you are as a person just to accommodate people who clearly are not interested in you. Mm-hmm. You know, just keep keep putting yourself out there and you're going to find that person that's going to love every part of you. So as long as like as long as you're being yourself on these dates. Mm-hmm. If you're you're not exactly. trying to put on a show. Don't put on a show and try and be on your best behavior or something like that. Just be on your normal behavior. Yes, and putting on a show is definitely a big ick. <laughs> Also, I just want to point out that my example was much more icky. It was one person's ick is another person's mmm. That's really giving me an ick more than ever before. (laughs) You may have wondered why was Melody off yesterday? Uh, Boy, did she ever have a wonderful time. Well, I I have just come to accept that I'm probably giving birth to a Yeti. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> because my heartburn is so bad. <laughs> it is so... I had heartburn for Lily. And mm-hmm. every, the whole, like, wives' tale is if you have really bad heartburn, you're going to have a kid with hair. Yes. Yes. Uh, and Lily did have hair. She was born with with a quaff of dark, dark... As dark as your hair, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was adorable. But this heartburn is next level. I <sighs> I just have it pretty much all the time right Ugh. now. But... Not last night, the night before. It's it just got so bad. It felt like I had hell itself inside my body. Uh, like I needed an exorcist to come in <laughs> and like perform some sort of service on me. Uh, the acid was so bad. I actually like was sick to my stomach, but with just acid. Multiple times in the night. That's the worst. Co- like the dry heaving is the worst kind of, you know, when you're sick to your stomach yeah. like that. But acid. Just ugh. acid. It's like, what is this happening in me? And nothing was making it better. I had to fully sit up in my couch, just like sit right up like I'm sitting right now for the whole night. And by about three-ish, when did I text you? Like 3.18 in the morning? I was like, Some, I, ha- I yeah. haven't slept yet. I've done nothing but sit up all night and and get rid of acid from my oh. body. You're like doing hand motions like it's coming up. <laughs> that's, like, that's what it felt like. Yeah. It's just like, what is this 
acid dewy. I just imagined it just like bubbling away like the secret of the ooze Ninja Turtles in my tummy or something. (laughs) (laughs) But but alas, I am here now and Mm -hmm. like I said, probably birthing a Yeti. Let the power of Christ German court rules that a landlord sunbathing naked in the courtyard of your building does not justify lowering your rent. I mean, I'm sure it at least justifies, like, moving out. (laughs) (laughs) We're Melody and Foreman in the morning on Hot Country 103.5. Taking him to court, obviously. Yes. He's trying, (laughs) at the very least. And it's one of many headlines in the news this week that we couldn't possibly make up, but we can round up, like... Kentville Police investigating complaints of uncertified football coaches running unsanctioned program. How dare they give the kids something to do? (laughs) Good news. Nova Scotia judge rules inmates do not run the Burnside Jail. Oh, great. Glad we clarified that. Good to know. (laughs) 5.30 Wednesday morning, Fredericton couple woke up to a car crashed into their home. Oh, God. Can't make that up. Colorado bus driver faces 30 child abuse charges for intentionally slamming on the brakes. Oh, how long did he want to do that before he actually did? Ever since he signed up for the job. (laughs) Georgia man arrested after blocking and confronting school bus full of kids because one of them flipped off his wife. Oh, (laughs) he was going to give the kid a taste of his own medicine. Carnival bans cruise passengers for life. Caught on their balcony... Fishing. You're not allowed to fish on the balcony of a cruise ship. No fishing. No Ban fishing. <laughs> New Jersey town forces parents who berate umpires to become Little League umpires. <laughs> the best possible punishment. Is. New Orleans Pizzeria offering free pizza for a year in exchange for Taylor Swift tickets. Oh. Still waiting for someone to give them Taylor oh, Swift tickets. No. I hope Taylor hears. (laughs) Pizza's just not good enough, guys. Sorry. (laughs) Back to Canada we go. Spotted casually strolling down busy Toronto street, a beaver. (laughs) Of course. Meanwhile, spotted casually strolling the aisles of a Toronto Loblaws, a raccoon. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) Meanwhile, spotted casually rolling through a Toronto intersection, a giant spool of cable. Oh, my God. (laughs) These are many headlines in the news this week that we couldn't possibly make up. We're just rounding them up. Like, Florida man tells police he thought bag of heroin was chili powder. We've all made that mistake. (laughs) Have we? (laughs) In Pennsylvania, man with drugs in his pockets claims they're not his pants. I don't know. I got these, officer. And he doesn't know whose pants they are. No, I just (laughs) they appeared... On me. Just found them. Divinely. Why would I check the pocket? <laughs> yes. A few more headlines in the week, uh, in the news this week left, like Peacock escapes Bronx Zoo, bites man, spends night in tree. Oh, uh, Steer escapes during senior prank, runs loose through Chicago suburb. Steer like a... Like a cow. Like a cow. The cow steer. Full grown cow. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Danish researchers collect hundreds of dirty diapers, discover 10,000 new viruses. No. Thanks a lot. Oh. <laughs> Blue Jays fans set new record for the most dollar hot dogs consumed at a game. 
with 28,000 fans scarfing down 51,000 hot dogs. Oh my gosh! (laughs) (laughs) What? And finally, fully AI-generated pizza commercial is now the world's greatest pizza commercial. Have a listen. Are you ready for best pizza of life? Bring friends down to Pepperoni Hug Spot. Our chefs make pizza with heart and special touch. Cheese, pepperoni, vegetable, and more secret things. Need delivery? Pizzas come fast. Knock, knock, who's there? Pizza magic. Eat Pepperoni Hug Spot pizza. Your tummy say thank you. Your mouth say, hmm. Pepperoni Hug Spot. It's like family, but with more cheese. This is how it begins. This is how they kill us all. help if this was in the headlines this morning. It's tragic, but it's true. Melanie and Foreman. The internet is a breeding ground for freaks. Hot Country 103.5. This is Tragically Trending, and first, something not at all tragic, but actually totally terrific. Like, actually. Mattel just announced a new addition to Barbie's fashionista collection, a Barbie with Down Syndrome. Oh. I know, they worked with the National Down Syndrome Society to make sure that she was accurately represented, and it's the first for Barbie, and it sounds like they did it right. Unlike when they came out with Shara's Smile Becky, Barbie's pal in a pink wheelchair that was supposed to reflect the diversity of the real world, except that her chair wouldn't fit into the Barbie dream house. So, so much for accessibility. Or there was the Sun Gold Malibu Barbie who was totally decked out to spend hours soaking up cancer-causing UV rays. Sun Gold Malibu Barbie doll. Sun Gold Malibu Ken is separate. But it's glittery gold and swimsuits. And her matching top turns into a beach towel. Barbie, your soda dazzling. I need my sunglasses to look at you. So does Ken. <laughs> so does Ken. <laughs> or there was wash and wash dishwasher Barbie. Literally, a Barbie whose function was to wash clothes. Something that sounds like it came out of the 50s, but was actually 1991. Oh. And let's not even talk about teenage Barbie's teenage pal Midge, who was pregnant with a detachable blimp that contained a fetus. The 80s were a really weird time for toys, which we will continue talking about after this, by the way. And her, by the way, like not that there was enough wrong with that already, but the teenage pregnant Barbie's name was Midge. Well, yeah, Midge. I mean, Midge had been around for a while, Foreman. <laughs> yeah. She's up to, what, a pack a day? You can catch her at the slots every my afternoon. Is, my name is Midge. <laughs> anyway. Sorry. I've had a hard life. Anyway, Barbie's come a long way, and I'm so excited that after 64 years of an anatomically impossible representation of females, the Barbie brand is finally offering a more diverse range of dolls, giving kids the chance to play with toys that actually look like them. Now, uh, we have Lolly lined up here on the phone, Melody's mom, because, I mean, Melody, you you had, you gave her lots of Barbies when she was a kid. Yes. Which are in amazing condition because I wasn't allowed to play with them. Okay, well, that wasn't actually... My idea. What? Those Barbies all came from your mime. Yeah, French grandmother. Yeah. Yeah. They were expensive. <laughs> Relatively expensive. Holiday yeah. Barbies. Yeah, the holiday Barbies, yeah. So she said, well, you can't let her play with these. You should keep them. And I said, well, I'm not making her keep them in the box, but okay. So they were up on a shelf instead of you playing with them. But that was her idea. <laughs> <laughs> 
laughing. But would she have known if I was playing with them? Well, probably, because when she came over and saw a bedraggled Barbie on the floor, as opposed to, you know, nice, pretty Barbies up on the shelf. How old was I when I got the first one? Oh, you were probably only about, like, seven or eight. I don't even know if I was that old, because it, it was in the very, very, like, the it was in the 80s. Oh, so, yeah, maybe more like six. So a couple older years older than Lily. So when I brought them to you uh, last year when Lily was turning three, and I told you, just let her have Adam. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, yeah. And she has. <laughs> I bet, yeah. I bet you they don't look anything like they did. Play with them in the dirt, cut their hair, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Color on them, crayon. They're yours, kid. Yeah. <laughs> That'll come. Yeah. <laughs> no, it has, Mom. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> Well, Andrea, thank you for calling our Domino's Talk and Text Line. It's 902-425-1035. Seems you had a similar childhood to Melody. My grandmother would give us China dolls. Oh, God. The porcelain dolls. Oh, my sister's got those, too. No, I have those, too. They're not allowed to come into my home. (laughs) There is a reason why they're actually not in my home and still at my mother's in the closet. Because they're creepy. Yes. They sit on a shelf that my papa had made me. And every night I'd look at them, especially after the whole Chucky thing came out. I would look at them and be like, all right, you're in that position. If one of you moves, I'm screaming. I feel like 80s kids just had this this absolute torture inflicted upon them by our parents because we had those weird porcelain clowns. Oh, yes. They were all on the shelf. And exactly, if you woke up in the middle of the night and you looked at them, all you, you hoped and prayed for was like, please let them be there when I look again. Otherwise. Yes, absolutely. Do you guys know, because my sister's got gifted these and I don't even know where they are if they have them anymore. But if you know when they were made or who they were made by, just looking it up, and any dolls made before the 30s generally sell for quite lofty amounts, but any dolls in general, you could sell them from for either 10 bucks to like $2,000. Mm. Wow. So there is some merit to the value. So in other words, I should sell those creepy-ass China dolls that my grandmother gave me. I mean, yeah, yes. get rid of them. Give them to some <laughs> other poor child to have them on their <laughs> shelf to have nightmares for the rest of their lives. Oh, my God, I don't want to inflict that on somebody else. <laughs> going to regale us with a glowing review about his anatomy. <laughs> regale is becoming one of our favorite words here. Tis, tis. <laughs> tis. As is content, which is your usual glowing review. You have said about your wife, who said mm-hmm. she was content. Quite content. Quite content. That it was the most glowing review one could give their spouse. How does it get better? I, quite content to me is on a survey Somewhere between, like, not satisfied, (laughs) somewhat satisfied, satisfied, that would be quite content, Mm -hmm. and then, like, very satisfied and extraordinary. You can't blow it out of the water every day, you know? (laughs) But you said this glowing review is even more glowing than that. Yes, uh, I had a medical appointment, and boy, did I ever get a great review, and boy, was the person uh, doing the review very chatty. Oh no. Yeah, she very 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 chatty. Uh but boy had so many nice things to say was so impressed, genuinely surprised about how great 
and how clean my teeth are. <laughs> Hygiene wise. <laughs> wow. Yeah. She was that excited about your teeth? She's yeah, she even said that she could tell that I floss. Ah. Which I have been in the last week. I was gonna say. <laughs> Like everybody is an expert flosser in the last couple weeks before their dental appointment. Yeah, you gotta floss just enough so that when when the hygienist does it, your gums don't bleed. Yes, exactly. Mine didn't. Oh, so I look like I do it all the time. You do have very white teeth. They're not that. I mean, there uh, there's a lot of coffee going on them, so they they get stained pretty easily. Yeah. And if I put me beside someone who genuinely whitens their teeth, oh. mine look like yellow, disgusting. Oh, same. Yeah, same. Terrible. Yes. Yes. But there are. They are naturally clean, <laughs> naturally well cared for. I have all my wisdom teeth, and they're totally fine. Wow. Yeah. Okay, that's not something you can't control what your wisdom teeth are. That's but I just, can clean them. But, but I mean, like, mm-hmm. I have no wisdom teeth mm-hmm. because they grew in impacted, but that has nothing to do with how I took care of them. My recessing gums have actually um, cessed again. <laughs> <laughs> They've come down. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. And the hygienist, super chatty. Of course, it's part. I mean, I even said, like, you know, you probably talk more and tell more stories doing your job than we do during ours. Oh, yeah. Because, of course, my job came up. And uh, I say, oh, yes, I work at 103.5. He's like, oh, that's the one I listen to. Oh, is it? Yes. Well, the country, which one's the country one? Oh, well, that's the, <laughs> this is the good country one. Oh. He's like, oh, I don't like country music. <laughs> but my kids and my husband love it and listen to it all the time. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, hey, at least somebody is. I will take that. Do you and, sign your little bib for the husband and the kids? No. Here you are. Oh, goodness, no. <laughs> but uh, it turns out she's not chatty simply because she's a hygienist. She's from Labrador. Ah. <laughs> comes by it naturally. Yeah. <laughs> to which I said, you know, there's somebody in our office from Labrador, and he has the silliest accent. <laughs> It's delightful. And she had no accent whatsoever. Yeah. So I was just, that was my surprise. They're the only two people I know from Labrador. This is why she just kept talking. She's like, okay, stop. Yeah, I'm going to start picking at your teeth again. (laughs) I have shared many times now about how my daughter has decided that the F word is her word for when she is upset. Uh, she's done it when she's dropped things and said, oh, fudge. Except she doesn't say fudge. She doesn't say fudge. Yeah. Uh, or when she came around the corner and I surprised her and she said, oh, fudge, you scared me. <laughs> right? Not funny. Not funny. No. Um, but then she started doing it in her sleep. Oh, no. Because she talks in her sleep and I've heard her swearing in her sleep. <laughs> Like, it's really ingrained in irregular vocabulary now. Yeah, so now I'm thinking, we've got maybe a bit of a problem. Yeah. I reached out to her daycare to ask, has she said this there at all? And she hasn't! (gasps) Hey! Hey! (laughs) (laughs) So I'm thinking my little smarty pants just knows that it's something that you only say, uh, you know, in your unconscious 
softness mm-hmm. or, you know, at home with mommy. Yeah, that's uh, something we normally just say to our parents. Yes. When, but usually I'm used to saying that's the one thing you don't say in front of your parents. You pretty much just say it everywhere else except there. You know what, though? The daycare teacher said that she has noticed that kids, they tend to, if they are swearers, they tend to only say it to their parents. Oh, yeah. how about that? Yeah, she said she had a little one that would come that never, ever swore anything. But then as soon as their mom came, then the little one would drop like a swear word <laughs> because their mom was there. So then they just felt like, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. Wow. Well, Emily, who's just turned six, uh, the most interesting thing she's been saying lately is, you know, we're talking about kids and being at school and, okay, what happened at recess? She's talking about these two kids and like saying, you know, they really push my buttons. <gasps> I, I just it. wanted alone time, and they were pushing my buttons. Oh, my gosh. Uh-huh. And then in the whole fight of after dinner, trying to get ready for bed and that whole routine, then she starts into a tantrum and yelling at us, you guys are pushing my buttons. <laughs> Where did she get that? I don't know. We don't say that. But many people, you guys have been sharing, uh, and thank you for listening and calling and texting. Uh, so Domino's talking text line is 902-425-1035. There's a lot of other similar phrases that your kids have been coming out mm. with, like Jessica, who says, my four and six-year-old saying, you are stressing me out and I need a minute. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you really understand who you are as a parent when you hear your kids saying these kinds of things, because you're like, oh yeah. I, yeah, maybe That's probably I do exactly say that. how I sounded. Yeah. <laughs> Zena, thank you for the message. Uh, say my dog was barking at a dog going down the street, and my granddaughter, four at the time, told the dog to get her attitude out of her mouth. <gasps> oh, I love that. To a dog. I actually kind of want to get that. Tasha said, my five-year-old says, we will see about that. <laughs> Well, about Trish, whose daughter is five, will be five in June. She loves dressing herself. The other day I asked her if she wanted to choose a different pair of pants to match her shirt, and her response was, you don't let me have my own style. Oh, my gosh. Insert eye roll. Five going on 15. <laughs> I love it. And Nicole, thanks for calling. You, you have a similar situation. So Saturday, my just five-year-old walks out of his bedroom. He looks at me, and he says, Joe Mama. <laughs> Not yo. Joe Mama. <laughs> and I, I just burst out laughing. And he looks at me, he goes, I don't even know what that means. <laughs> so he heard it somewhere, but now that's all he's saying. And we've corrected him that it's yo mama. But yeah. no, he keeps going, Joe Mama. And of course, you've taught him all your favorite your mama jokes. Oh, well... <laughs> No. No. <laughs> that that will come soon. Uh, yeah. He'll probably learn plenty of his own. He's in pre-primary, and the things he comes home with is just unbelievable. So I'm sure it won't be too long before he's coming home with the Joe Mama jokes. I mean, hey, Mom, it's just something fun to say. I don't know. Yeah, uh, but you're insulting me. Yeah. And your, and your grandmother. <laughs> But it's a big day at home for us. Uh, we've been trying to call there, and the phone is ringing back at us now. So, hi, you're on Hawkins 31035. Who's this? Hi. <gasps> Happy, Happy birthday! birthday! Hi, Daddy. <laughs> hi. How's your morning? Good. Did you wake up to a huge surprise in your room? Yeah. <gasps> what was it? Tons and tons of balloons. <sighs> your room was 
full of balloons. I'm glad you woke up in the morning and not in the middle of the night because that would have that would have been terrifying mm-hmm. to wake up to in the middle of the night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you happen to hear any popping balloons in the middle of the night? Oh no. No. <laughs> Only one popped downstairs while we were trying to load them into a bed sheet to carry them upstairs into her room quietly. Then mommy and daddy got into a bit of a spat. Ah, yes. And then so you can, it, mommy takes all the credit for all of this. A hundred percent of the credit goes to mom, her. Yeah. <laughs> it usually Did she does. already tell you that? Yeah. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what are you doing today? Going to school. And then what are you doing tomorrow? Having my birthday party. And what's going to happen at your birthday party? What did did we get for you and your friends to hit? A piñata. Oh, that's fun. What kind of piñata? Pineapple. Ooh, a pineapple piñata. The whole party is pineapple themed. Ooh, okay. Picked before she realized and we forced her to at least eat a piece of pineapple. I was going to ask. See if she even liked it. Does she? Yeah. Oh, thank you. Okay. Yes. What do you hope is inside the piñata? Candy. Just candy? Yeah. Not... Are you still talking? Are you still talking? (laughs) No, we can go now. Love you. Have a great day at school. (laughs) Just keeps happening to us. On Friday, we were bestowed the greatest gift you can receive. Free food. A $30 order from Tim Hortons. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't know why or who it even came from. It came from no. a legit delivery driver. We didn't even know if it was for us. Uh, no, but maybe we thought, is it connected to the call we got earlier that morning? My daughter says it's amazing. She orders it every time we go to Tim Hortons now. Your daughter says it's amazing. She's 13. <laughs> and and yet you've still never tried it. I'm not a strawberry fan. I don't like strawberry. So it tastes like a strawberry milkshake with crushed Oreos in it. That sounds terrible. <laughs> yeah, why are you recommending it? You try and call me back. <laughs> okay. But you don't like it. What, what are you doing to us? <laughs> She's talking about the strawberry Oreo chill yeah. drink. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So then that order that we received, that $30 order, contained... Two strawberry chill Oreos. Strawberry Oreo chills. Yeah, the drinks, which are like five bucks each. And they were so good. (laughs) We were like, well, where are these coming from? Who gave it to us? Turns out it was Stephanie from that call. (laughs) Yes, I ordered it after I told you to try it. (laughs) It was you! We never got your name! And if there's no chunks of Oreo in it, I'd call and complain because they didn't do it right. (gasps) There's supposed to be chunks of Oreo cookie in it. Yeah, there weren't any. It was just strawberry. But it was still so, so, so good. I I ate mine so fast. I mean, I just inhaled it. Yeah. And then I inhaled one of the donuts that were with it, too. Mm-hmm. I had no complaints. We had no complaints. No, other than, you know, there's no Oreo in it, but it's still a good drink. It was still delicious. But somehow Tim Hortons heard that we had some complaints. <laughs> so the doorbell rings again here at the radio station. And the Tim Hortons from 84 Main Street here in Dartmouth. And we're at 100 Main Street here in Dartmouth. 
comes over with a new tray with a, an employee, not a delivery driver, and with the Oreo strawberry chilled drinks. And at this point, I can't. I could not have had another sip. I already have competing room in my tummy. Yeah. There was no room left as much as I wanted it. I, I had some of the next one. And? It's good. It's pretty good. I, honestly, when you mix in the Oreo with the strawberry, you can't really taste the strawberry. Okay, well, that's fine. <laughs> so, you see, Tim Hortons, no complaints. No, we're not complaining, and thank you so much. <laughs> yes. We'll take more today. Yeah. <laughs> Text 902-425-1035. Write Melody and Foreman on socials. Or email Melody and Foreman at hotcountry1035.ca.